Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. We're continuing with our series A2C, which just stands for the Acts 2 Church. We're taking a look at what that Acts 2 Church looked like because that's who we want to be. So if you would grab the Bible, turn over to Acts chapter 2, go to verse 42. That's where we're going to spend the next few weeks. And the reason for that is because even though we're not gathering, we are still the church. See, the church never closed. We're just the church in many places right now. And my hope is that as we study the Acts 2 church, that you take it to heart and you begin to live it out if you're not already. I I know that some of you are. I'm hearing stories already how you're loving on your neighbors and you're taking care of them and you're, you're supporting those who are elderly and you're going out of your way to make sure that there's certain people that, that you know that are struggling, that they have food and that they have the supplies that they need. You're loving on your neighbor. You are the hands and feet of God. So thank you. Keep doing that. So for the rest of us, I want us jumping in and I want us to learn how to do this so that we can join the work that the Holy Spirit is already doing. So if you weren't here last week, I want to encourage you um, with, with verses 1 through 41, because this is what we covered last week. What we found out is that Acts chapter 2, 1 through 41, talks about the disciples. They've come to Jerusalem for Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is a Greek word that just means 50th. And really what it was, it was the festival of weeks. It was a festival celebrating the wheat harvest. It was 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We find them in Jerusalem. All these people from all these regions around Jerusalem have come here for this big festival. They, they speak different languages. They're from different tribes. They're all gathered in Jerusalem, but yet we find all the believers in one room, almost like they were just kind of holding out, like waiting to see what God was going to do. And in that moment, the wind began to blow, and it says that something like a flame, like a, a, a tongue rested on the tops of each of the disciples and they begin to speak different languages. They go out into the street, they begin to preach. And here's what's interesting. They're preaching in all of the native tongues. Everyone around starts to come because of of this disturbance and they get to hear the gospel of Jesus being taught in their own language. And and somebody speaks up and says, this can't be right. They're drunk. And Peter's like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk. And he begins to preach the greatest message ever taught talking about Jesus Christ. And he says, look, he was the Messiah. He fulfilled all the prophecy and yet you killed him. And here's what's interesting. Even though he was telling them that they had a part in killing Jesus, they were open to hearing it because the Holy Spirit was moving and working. And it says that it pierced them to the heart. And they said, what should we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized. And it says that 3,000 were baptized that day. I mean, can you imagine the scene? 3,000 people being baptized into the church. That was the birth of the Christian church. That's how we got started. And it was through the Holy Spirit coming and resting on each of the disciples. 
And all of this was made possible because Jesus gave his life at the cross and he made it to where we could receive forgiveness and be made right with God so God's spirit can dwell within us. And that's exactly what we talked about last week. And we said we need to be a church that embraces the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 is where we're going to spend the next few weeks. And it says that they devoted themselves to four things. And I want you to see this. It says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So over the next four weeks, we're going to cover all four of those things. So today we're going to cover the first one. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. In other words, this was a learning church. This was a a studying church, one that was serious about learning who Jesus was. There's a lot of things that Luke could have said about this early church. But the one thing that Luke talks about is the teaching. He stresses that even in these early days, and in spite of the experience of of Pentecost, how great it was and how amazing it was to be filled with the Holy Spirit and see 3,000 people come back you know, come back to the Lord to be added to their numbers. They could have easily focused on the experience, but the disciples decided that they wanted to devote themselves to the teaching because they knew that's what it was about. It wasn't about the experience. It was about Jesus and a a relationship with him. It could have been a temptation for the early believers to to look back on Pentecost, to focus on the past, to want what, what they once had. They might have remembered the way that the Holy Spirit came and how he rested on each of them and they spoke different languages and and how the Spirit moved that day. They might have longed for that experience to happen again and, and may have prayed prayers like, Lord, please just do something miraculous like that again. But that's not what we find. What we find is they're not reliving the past. They're looking forward. Instead of of leaning on what they experienced in the past, we find them devoted to the Word of God. This is always the first mark of a a Spirit-filled church, I believe. A Spirit-filled church is always studying the Bible, always pursuing not an experience, but pursuing Jesus himself. See, a learning church is a church that grows. It grows in attendance. It grows in spiritually, this is a church that's grounded in the Word of God. It's also interesting that the object of their devotion was the apostles' teaching. So you might be asking, well, what are, what are the apostles' teachings and what are apostles in the first place? Well, let me break that down just a little bit. First, the apostles were people specifically chosen by Jesus Christ to remember, to teach about his life, to, to authentically record the events of his ministry to explain why he came in the first place. These were handpicked by Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They ate with Jesus. They learned from Jesus. And so what are the apostles' teachings? Well, originally the apostles' teachings referred to what the apostles taught or what they they preached. Um, They would get up in front of the, the temple and they would tell people orally about the works of Jesus Christ, about his words and his deeds, uh, his atoning death and his resurrection. That's really where it was at. That was the focal point of a lot of their teaching. This drew on parts of the Old Testament, which is the only part of the Bible that they had at that time. And, And they would draw these out and they would tie into the life of Jesus to explain his identity, to explain his life and his ministry and why Jesus was so important because he was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And eventually what would happen is we would take their teachings and we would put them into written form and they would form the gospels and the epistles and they would be put together. And we refer to them today as the New Testament. 
today, I, I would recommend if you really want to devote yourselves to the apostles' teachings, the first thing that you need to do is you need to learn about Jesus. You need to focus on his life first. So go into the Gospels, read the Gospels, and then you can move into the epistles and then you can go back and start to study the Old Testament because it will make a lot more sense that way. This is one of the reasons why here at Mountain View Fellowship, our discipleship process actually starts with one of the Gospels. We walk through the book of Mark together and we teach you how to do that with those who you're trained to disciple as well. Now, how do you devote yourself to the Apostles' teachings as a church? How do we do it corporately? Today, I want to give you several practical ways on how we can do this. The first one is to attend church, to attend church regularly. And with that being said, let me just ask you, it's been 12 weeks, where are you guys at? But seriously, I'm, I'm just kidding, but seriously, uh, we need to make sure that we're gathering together. It says in Scripture, don't forsake the assembly. That's why this whole quarantine has been so difficult on us, because we want to gather. We want to worship together. We want to dive into the Word. So please make sure that you make that a priority. We need to attend a church where the Bible is held in high regard. It's honored as the Word of God, and that it's faithfully preached and taught to those who attend. So make sure that you find a church like that and that you attend regularly. That way you're staying devoted to the apostles' teachings. The second one is something you can do on your own. I hope you're already doing it, which is just have a personal study. Stay in the Word of God on your own every day. See, in addition to gathering and attending church, we need to be reading the Word every day. Many Many of us, we struggle with that. We don't, we're not sure how to do it. So I want to give you some resources to keep you plugged in. First of all, the MVF Bible passage of the day can be sent to you. All you have to do is text GO to 720-999-9075. If you do that, you're going to receive a reading every day. It keeps you in the Word. It's a reminder to stay in the Word. Also, if you're trying to read through the Bible, there's a one-year Bible out there that takes you through all those scriptures in a year. You can get it all in in one year. You can find other reading plans on the YouVersion Bible app. There's so many different ways of making sure that you stay in the Word every day. But see, reading the Bible also raises questions. These questions are going to require you to do some research, to do some more study. So it's always wise to have some basic reference tools on hands as well. One of the best ones that I have found, and I recommend this to everybody, is a good study Bible. The one I like is the Life Application Study Bible. You can, you can buy it in the NIV or the ESV, or you can buy it in the NLT, which is what we teach from here at Mountain View Fellowship, and then you can continue to, to dive in a little bit deeper. You can make sure that you have a Bible dictionary, a concordance, a commentary. Uh, there's a lot of different references, and if you want to know more about this, you can join our expedition class. Make sure you get in that class the next time around, and you'll learn so much more about studying the Word of God. So attend church, number two, personal study. Number three is one that we've lost. It's to memorize scripture. Memorizing and meditating on key verses in the Bible is a valuable part of our transformation process. It helps us integrate what we're learning in scripture into our lives, into our intellect, our, our emotions, our heart, our will, our desires. It's how our whole life gets formed around Jesus' life. The goal of devoting ourselves to the apostles' teachings not about simply gaining knowledge. I mean, if that was all it was, it, it would be easy. But it, And it is important to gain knowledge, but more importantly is to, to know God, to foster a relationship with Him. Uh, this is the essence of eternal life. This is what Jesus said in, in John chapter 17. He says, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. 
for us to become an Acts 2 church, for us to live this out, we first must be filled with the Holy Spirit. We showed you last week how important this is. It's got to start with, with receiving Christ and receiving his Spirit. Then we move on. We devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings because it's through Scripture that we learn of God's character. We learn of his, his great deeds, his love for us, his will for us, his ways, his promises, and, and much, much more. It teaches us how we can be more Christ-like, how we can live the life that God has called us to live. The Holy Spirit uses those truths as a major part of the process to transform us from the inside out to, and this is the way we say it here all the time, to become more like Jesus every day. We want to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. It's critical if you want to become more like Christ that you devote yourself to the Word of God. For this to happen, it's really important for us to pray before we read or before we study the Bible. We need to ask the Spirit to open our minds and our hearts to understand the meaning of His Word and how it applies to our lives. Psalm 119 verse 18 says, Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths of your instructions. The Holy Spirit's insight is essential for us to rightly grasp and receive God's word into our lives, to be able to live that out. Jesus explained this when he was praying in Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 27. He said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it in this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Scripture also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 12-13, And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. As we seriously seek God in this manner, He'll communicate to us in very, very personal ways. See, in addition to receiving the Spirit's insight, we must approach the Scriptures with the right attitude of heart. You ready for this? This is the hard one. The heart attitude that we should have is a resolve to obey whatever God shows us to be his will. This is one of the biggest problems that I, I see within the Christian church today is we're educated. We know what the scriptures say. We're just not obedient. And wherever the scriptures differ from what we want or what we desire, we seem to ignore it. James chapter 1, 22 through 25 actually gives us a warning. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So let me offer some closing thoughts and questions to consider. First of all, I want you to know that the scriptures are of supreme importance to the life of anyone who seeks to follow Jesus Christ. The feelings that we have, 
when we feel the Holy Spirit leading us to do something or say something or don't do something, the opinions that you and I have about current events, our worldview, every thought, everything must be subject to the scrutiny of the Word of God. The reason for that is because the Word of God is truth. It is foundation for our life. And God will never contradict His Word. And the objective truth of the Bible must always supersede any subjective thought you and I have. Why? Because it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is the truth. It is the foundation on which we build our lives. So let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, what place does reading Scripture hold in your life? Where's it at in your priority list? What place does God's Word have in the decisions that you make in life? Do we ever question when we're getting ready to make a decision what God would want? Do we ever go to the Word to find the answer? Because the teachings of the apostles were so important to the early church, they devoted themselves to them. They valued them. And because they valued them, they built their schedules around spiritual discipline of reading the Word of God, of being in the Word, of studying it, to know who Jesus was and what He desired them to do with their lives. Do you? Do you ever question what Jesus would have you do in a situation or what Jesus is calling you to accomplish with your life? And don't give yourself a pass here. Remember, we all find time to do the things that are most important to us. If it's not important, you got to own that today. What does is, what is your answer say about the importance of Scripture in your life? Where does it fall in your life priority list? Does it even make the list? See, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. If we're going to be an Acts 2 church, we have to embrace the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have to devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings. We have to make the Word of God a priority in our lives. This is our foundation for everything that will follow. I want to pray for us that we would embrace the Holy Spirit and begin to make the Word of God a priority in our lives. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come to you right now just as your church. Lord, we do struggle in this area because life gets so busy and there's so many other things that are vying for our time. Lord, I pray that for those who are in the Word, that you would bless them today, that you would speak directly to them, to draw them close to you. Lord, for those that are not, that are not making this a priority, I pray that somewhere in this message today, that they begin to feel the tug on their hearts and minds from your son, this this relationship that they're lacking because they're not pursuing it. Lord, I pray that you would build within them a desire and a hunger to know Jesus on a greater level. Lord, would you help us dive into your word, make it a priority in our lives. Help us devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings. Lord, we pray all this continues to mold and shape us into the people that you've called us to be. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless. Thank you.